This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Lyne, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 187 of the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Scott, and this week I spoke to our very own Angeline Trevina, all about her new world-building guide about maps. So I'll start with a personal update, as always. Um, And as always, (laughs) my update is just, yeah, I'm still working on that formatting book I keep telling you all about. And it's, like, so close. I'm just trying to figure out how much detail to put in it because you know I could do a proper step by step by step but there's going to be pages and pages and pages of screenshots and my plan is to do an online course as well as you know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while so yeah I had a group coaching call with our very own Holly Line the other day um, that she does with her writing roadmap coaching and that really helped kind of give me a kick up the backside which is good um holly has a way of doing that for me uh, which is why i stick with her as well as her being a wonderful person but yeah it's it's helped and i do just need to push forward with it i i just have this tendency for if books take too long to do i get bored of them and i just kind of yeah really slow down so i know that when i jump into my fiction i'll have to write it quickly or i'll get bored and it will take forever again But yeah, the formatting book, so close to being finished, so, so close. I'll be doing a cover reveal soon, which is exciting because I made it myself. Hopefully it looks okay. (laughs) Um, And then after that, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Everyone keeps telling me I should be writing Christmas Cats in Space. Um, If you haven't heard, it was kind of a joke that I should write this book. We were on a Zoom call and they said I should write this book called Christmas Cats in Space. And our friend Shane made a cover for it. So it's got a cover and we've got characters um, created by Brett Jackson, one of our uh, patrons. And yeah, it's becoming a bit of a group project, but I'm apparently the one who's supposed to write it. But I might get AI to write it instead. So we'll see. (laughs) I don't know. On the fiction side, it just feels like a long time since I've written fiction. I mean, I published the original Midorian in November so it's been it's been a long time everyone and I miss it and I need to get back to it so just throw all of your positive energy at me for finishing this um formatting book I'll get there I'll get there so we have no new patrons this week but a huge thank you to all of our current patrons who sponsor the show we appreciate all of your support so much Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive access to our off-air banter, and the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting the podcast. If you'd like to join in and also support the show, you can do so for just £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. 
Our monthly sessions of Sprints and Giggles, an evening where we do writing sprints, answer questions and have a laugh, are open to all of our listeners. So to get the link to join in, just make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter or be a member of our Facebook group. So let's get on to the main topic. I've previously interviewed Holly here on Unstoppable Authors, so it was only right to interview Angeline as well. It is really weird interviewing one of our hosts of the podcast, but I knew I wanted to chat to Angeline about maps because we both love them and because she's just published her latest world building guide for all things maps. There's no introduction needed really, because you all know and love our wonderful world building warrior Angeline Trevina. So let's jump straight into the interview. So welcome to your own podcast, Angeline. It's so lovely to have you. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> You're very welcome. But yeah, so today we are talking about the fact that you've just released your sixth world building guide. Is it the sixth, right? I got that right. It is. I, I just Brilliant. looked up at my shelf and counted when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to your website to count and I was just hoping I got it right. So this one is titled How to Map Your World. So congratulations on releasing another amazing world building guide um you've got quite the collection I love it um so like most people I love a good bookish map but for you why maps like what got you into loving maps because you love it, maps as much as I do <laughs> I, I do it is well I think it's I honestly think it's rather twofold because when it comes to fantasy maps the blame lies entirely with my obsession with the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> um, totally and utterly. Um, I read the whole ser series of books in just a few days when I was 16 in the summer holidays. And yeah, the Narnia map is just beautiful and stunning. And that was the first time I really got into fantasy maps. But honestly, like my interest in maps started before then because um so I grew up in Devon on the edge of Dartmoor so Dartmoor was like pretty much like our back garden and mm. so I'm gonna have to explain what Dartmoor letterboxing is so <laughs> what that's what we used to do as a family um so all hidden all over Dartmoor there, there are these boxes and in these boxes, you will find a notebook and a rubber stamp and an ink pad. Hopefully, that's what you should buy. <laughs> Hopefully. And what you do is you you can get you can buy clue books, as, so the, they can you can help get help to find these letterboxes. And you go around and you find letterboxes. And the people who are like really into this have their own rubber stamp that they carry with them. We actually had a custom one made for our family. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> and so when we find a letterbox, we stamp the stamp that is in the letterbox into our own notebooks to prove that we found it. And we leave our stamp in the notebook mm. in the letterbox and then we have to rehide it. So that's basically what Dartmoor letterboxing is. It's this basically is geocaching. It is very, very the original. To geocaching. <laughs> yeah. It is the original geocaching. But of course, when we were doing it, I'm talking about the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. There was no GPS. There were, we weren't <laughs> carrying mobile phones. There, there were no apps. Mm. So we were 100% old school, you know, no Google Maps. My dad had an 
ordnance survey map of Dartmoor that hung around his neck in this plastic wallet and a compass and yeah complete full old school and I am actually very good at map reading uh I know it's it's a total cliche that women are really bad at reading maps but I am actually incredibly good and I think it's because of that I think it's because of all those years as a child that we were following maps on Dartmoor. My dad was always, you know, he he wasn't one of these men that was like, no, I'm mad. I must navigate. (laughs) (laughs) So we all got to look at the map. We were all using the compass and we took turns in um, leading the way and stuff. So yeah, right from a very young age, I was being taught how to read maps. Mm. And uh, then, yeah, Narnia, the discovery of fantasy maps and just how absolutely beautiful they are they are absolutely stunning i love opening a book and seeing a map it's just the best it (laughs) is yes (laughs) so when did you start drawing your own maps and was that kind of um because you wanted a map for your own books or where did that start yeah so i have drawn maps for my own books right from the start of my publishing journey but they were not good (laughs) (laughs) they were not good at all um so when 2020 hit and we went into lockdown loads of people took up new hobbies right and um one of the common ones was baking and honestly I can't bake at (laughs) all and one of the other common ones was gardening and yeah I'm I'm like anti-Julia because um you're you're a real plant lady I I kill plants just by looking at them (laughs) you know never invite me to your house because all your plants will just die oh hopefully not (laughs) that would be very sad so yeah I I couldn't do either of those hobbies so typical me I had to pick something really weird and so that's when it started so 2020 I just started drawing um fantasy maps and I got some really good books on how to draw fantasy maps um but these books are very much aimed at tabletop gamers mm-hmm. um there's obviously it all translates if you want to draw a fantasy map for your book but it's not aimed at writers there's there's a gap there was a gap in the market I've mm-hmm. filled it now but um <laughs> so I started drawing these maps and my style and my ability has like changed so much over the last few years and when TikTok was starting to come out and everyone was uh, jumping on that I thought yeah I'll I'll start a TikTok channel and I can draw fantasy maps and I break all the rules of TikTok you know Mm. I don't show my face I don't (laughs) I don't post five times a day and this was all the advice that was being given but regardless of that because I I do flat lay videos of me drawing maps so people only see my hands but regardless of that I was absolutely storming it on Twitter with uh, TikTok sorry with uh, drawing these fantasy maps Mm. and yeah I now have twelve and a half thousand followers on TikTok who come and watch me draw fancy maps but there's something really yeah. relaxing about watching someone do something like that and to see yeah. someone being creative and building up a world like that 
And that's what what everyone was saying. They were like, oh, I could just watch your videos all day because I, I put this really nice, like, fantasy-esque, mm. plinky-plonky music to it. That's, like, really <laughs> relaxing. And uh, and I'm I'm the same. I follow a lot of um, map drawers as well. There's, there's quite a community of us. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really strange thing that I, I was like, no one's going to want to watch me draw fancy maps but apparently people do (laughs) yeah people watch all sorts of things I watch pool cleaning videos of all things that's what I find relaxing wow that's that's a niche yeah it is (laughs) so where do you get your inspiration from when you're making maps and like do you feel like you have your own style now or do you feel like it's kind of an accumulation of styles you've seen around you know yeah, very much so. So I'm I'm learning all the time and I learn a lot from the other map drawers and just by playing around and experimenting. Like literally last night I was sitting watching a weird show on Netflix drawing a, a map and I just experimented with the way I draw hills and I now have a new way that I draw hills because I prefer it to the way I used to draw hills. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, it's a lot of that. And it's just trying out different things, seeing what I like best, and then that becomes my new style. But really, overall, even if you look at the maps I was drawing a year ago compared to the maps I was drawing now, I think you you would still be able to know that it's me mm. and it's and it's my, my thing. Now... What I see a lot on TikTok is people, one of the most common ones is like doing a rice map, like people Mm. drop rice onto a paper and then draw around it and bingo, they've got their, all their land masses and their islands and everything. And other people will dribble coffee, you know, there's there's loads of different ways of doing it. And, but I just draw it. I don't like mess and I don't like cleaning up <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you eat the rice after or do you just have to throw it away I know right and you have to waste. like tidy you know <laughs> and I'm I'm not into tidying so <laughs> I I just draw it and sometimes I'll draw out a bunch of islands and as humans we look for patterns in things and I'll look at it and be like oh my goodness that looks like a face Ugh, and I'll throw it away and I'll just start over. But yeah, I, I just I just draw it. I don't drop rice because I don't like clearing up. And the number of times on TikTok, I'm just draw. I have a video of just drawing islands and I get comments all the time going, oh, you can also try dropping rice or pasta. On them. <laughs> and you're like, yes, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, no, I just do it. And it just it just comes out my head clearly I have just tons and tons of worlds in my head but I might see something like um I love looking up photos online of amazing landscapes and I love bird's eye photos of amazing landscapes so I'll see something and I I think I want to draw a map with that in or I'll just I'll just randomly come up with an idea but like place names I use an online generator and the one I use is called Cult of Squid. And it is like my favorite name generator in the world. There are tons and tons out there, but that is my favorite. And so often I'll go on there 
and just get a place name and that becomes my inspiration for an entire map so it works in both both directions that like I'll draw a map and then find place names or sometimes I see a place name and I'm like I need to draw a map for that place yeah absolutely <laughs> I love that um I love those random generators as well they're so oh, they're inspiring so cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so I've seen some badly made maps before not that we judge people no. <laughs> for not doing things perfectly, but like, um, you know, where a forest area is just like really dense and mm. there's no kind of spread out of the trees from that forest area and it just looks very blocky. Um, so for someone who wants to kind of dabble in making their own map for their book, what kind of top tips would you give them? I mean, I I am not a geography person. I'm not like... A- <laughs> geologist or anything but um I have picked up all the basics of like how the landscape works you know like I obviously water flows downhill Mm -hmm. so your rivers will always flow from the higher ground down to the sea and yes we're talking about fantasy worlds so you can have your water doing whatever you want it to do But when it comes to world building, I talk a lot in my world building guides about the learning curve of your world. So when you create a fancy world, every single detail that you change from our real world adds to that learning curve. And you do not want your poor readers to have this incredibly steep learning curve that requires like an academic amount of research into your world unless you're Tolkien you can get away with it then and yeah. that's fine <laughs> True. <laughs> so the more things you make that are believable and realistic and that are familiar to your readers the easier it is for them to walk into your world so if you want them to stand in a forest a pine forest at the base of mountains, they know what that looks like. They can instantly imagine themselves standing there. And then it's easier for them to imagine a dragon flying over that wood. So that's what you want to do. You want to stick to as many of the rules as possible, even though, yes, you can absolutely have magic. So like mountains form in lines. Mountains are formed when two tectonic plates hit together and push up mountains. And that's how they're formed. So they they form in lines. And one of the coolest things I've learned while I've been learning this is about the rain shadow. So mm. on one side of mountains, you're likely to have lots of forests and lush green land. And on the other side, you don't ha- really have that because of the rain shadow that's caused. And I just love, I love that term rain shadow it sounds <laughs> fantasy-esque doesn't it so you have learned quite a bit of geography in I map have. building you kind of have to to figure out where things should go and um, do you talk about that in your world building guide I do absolutely because like I say so when I started learning to draw maps the books that I was getting were really focused on just drawing the maps like nothing else yeah. that's it here's how you draw a tree Here's how you draw mountains. And that's it. That's only half of what how to map your world is about. So the second half is 
here's how I draw mountains. Have a go. (laughs) But the first half is all about more like the theory of how to lay out your world and why why to lay it out that way. Because for, you know, for example, like humans have a big effect on the world and the landscape. Of course we do. We we flatten hills, we tear down forests, we reroute rivers. So the first half of the book is all about that. It's t- talking about ways in which you can show the history of the world, the impact of your population on the world. It's about why certain places is where your people settle. So for example, you know, the most important thing when deciding where to place town is that they need access to fresh water otherwise they'll die (laughs) yeah and so it it talks a lot about which which places have grown in cities which places have died and everyone has just moved away and why that might be so yeah it's a it's really a book of two halves where you've got the theoretical side of map laying out your world and then the fun part of yay let's draw it (laughs) yay (laughs) okay but what about people who can't draw (laughs) like me I can't draw you should see the map I made for the mirror souls trilogy it's hilarious um (laughs) I only drew it because it was helpful to me as I was writing the book Mm -hmm. to remember where everything was um so I think sometimes you can draw maps and they don't actually have to go in your book, but they can be really helpful. Um, have you ever done, have you ever dabbled in computer made maps? I I have. I actually have a subscription to Incarnate, which mm. is probably the um, most popular one. Um, and there are other online generators that I use as well. But you know what? I just... I love the process of hand drawing. Yeah. I find it very relaxing to just sit and draw. And I also like the look of it. It looks, you can tell it's hand drawn and I like Mm. that look and you can recreate that on a computer, but I, you know, I'm a tactile girl. I like pens and paper, but yeah, I say, I say in my book that like when you draw a map, you you don't have to publish it. It doesn't have to end up in your book because that is that is the really important thing. It stops you getting lost when you're writing your story. So it doesn't matter if you can't draw at all. Yeah. And none of us, hopefully, are writing a book and then publishing our first draft. You know, we don't publish our first draft. So why would you publish your first map that yeah. you ever drew? You know, so use it for yourself if you want to improve then hopefully my book will help you do that to get to the point where you're publishing your own maps. But either, yes, use it for you while you're writing and then you can use an online creator to create it or there are lots and lots of people out there who will do your map for you and uh, you can hire somebody. Yes, you can hire someone, (laughs) can't you? Yes, Do you want to tell us about your map commissions? <laughs> yeah, so I have I've just opened um map commissions. So I will indeed draw you a fancy map for your book. People have been asking me to do this for so long. 
and mm. I have resisted for so long just going I don't have time I don't have time it is <laughs> time intensive isn't it it takes it is it is super time intensive I think because I when I do, do a full map I do it on a3 paper mm-hmm. so that's how big it is and it will take me depending on the complexity probably between like eight up to 15 hours depending how complex it is so yeah. yeah that is a that is a lot of work but I can do it while I sit and watch Netflix <laughs> <laughs> so I just binge watch stuff on Netflix and I sit and draw a map so um yeah so if anyone wants to commission a map it will be completely hand-drawn and what people get will they will get full commercial rights to use that map in whatever way they wish. So they can put it on t-shirts, they can put it on bookmarks, they can cut it up, zoom it in, do whatever they want. They'll get a digital copy that will be um, of print-ready quality. But what they will also receive is the hand-drawn A3 piece, the actual piece of paper that I (laughs) hand-drew for them and I I will post that to them so that's something really nice that like they can frame and put on their wall Mm -hmm. or they could even like give it away you know do it as a giveaway for readers yeah so yeah fantasy map commissions at last (laughs) (laughs) brilliant but I can imagine it's more challenging to draw a map for someone else because they have their world in their head and you're having to translate what they're telling you onto a map whereas when you're kind of making it up for yourself or doing it for your own world it's yeah yeah it's (laughs) that must be quite a challenge actually yes and it it is it is a challenge and of course this this is what is always the way when we write a book our readers imagine it in different ways as well you know everyone's interpretation of everything is different but um yeah I'll absolutely say that if people want to commission me in particular or if they're looking at any other map drawers make sure you like their style you know I have a very particular style and you can see that on my website you can go and look at me on TikTok or there are a lot of my map drawings on Instagram as well so you want to choose a map drawer who you like their style it's no no use choosing someone that you are going to expect them to do something totally different to what they do Mm. you know so it's it's just like if you're choosing a cover designer for your book you want to choose someone who knows your genre and does has a style that you like so it's no different so yeah Mm. if you're looking for somebody to create a map for you make sure you check out their style and make sure that you that that's what you like yeah exactly um and talking of genres obviously you you're mainly focused on fantasy maps as you said but for those who write in other genres what other genres could benefit from a map in their book so science fiction is another one that we can see um is really handy for maps um people will draw i've seen maps of like the interior of spacecraft mm. you know so those sort those sort of things that are set on a huge spaceship and they'll just map out that spaceship but i've seen maps of entire galaxies yeah. done before as well 
but don't don't discount the people who are writing in the real world so like urban fantasy totally yeah see maps of that all the time Mm. beautiful city maps i love them they're gorgeous but even if you're writing like a cozy mystery set in like a little cornish town then absolutely put a map in the front of your book people just love them they do and it really helps you to get more immersed in a story doesn't it if Mm. you know where everything is and you mentioned bookmarks before, putting your map on a bookmark. I only saw that recently. I've not seen it done very often. But um, one of my formatting clients, she had her map put on a bookmark. And it makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> because you can, the person can have the bookmark, you know, and, and it can be right there rather than having to flick back to the beginning. It's just like this little map on a bookmark. I yeah, because that's, that's I've, a genius I've seen... idea. I've seen people online showing a book that had a fold-out map. Mm. I mean, obviously, we can't do that with services like KDP. Um, Yet. But (laughs) But there may be services out there so that when the person is reading the book, the map is flipped out for them and they can just look at it. Because, yeah, otherwise you are always flipping back. I often sit with my finger in the page where the map is which is easier when you're using a paperback, but if you've mm. got a map in your ebook, it becomes more of a fiddle to flip, keep flipping back. Yeah, I suppose with special editions, you could provide a printed map, couldn't you, on like mm. some nice paper? Yeah. That would be cool. I don't know, it's giving me ideas now. I want a map for the Mirror <laughs> Souls trilogy. Like, someone recreate my stupid crappy map, please, because <laughs> I don't want to do it. Oh, so are there any types of maps you would love to try making that you haven't kind of delved into yet um one that i i have done a few little examples but it'd be really nice to do a really big one is an underground map um so like this is a big thing in like dungeons and dragons and other tabletop games to make maps of cave systems and i have done little maps of cave systems for just just for TikTok, really simple ones. But yeah, I I would love to uh do do a big A3 one of that. And uh the other maps that I haven't really done is like interior maps, you know, mm. so layouts of of buildings, more like um like architecture maps where you've got all the rooms and everything. I haven't done those yeah. either. So that would be fun. Lots to get into. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So can you tell everyone where you can be found online? So you talked about your TikTok, but how do we find you? Because I want to follow you too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, across all of my social media, which is TikTok and Instagram, where I'm at most, um, Facebook and Twitter, I am just at Angeline Trevina. It's exactly the same on every single platform. And all of my world building stuff and where you can go if you would like to commission me to draw you a map is stepbystepworldbuilding.com on my very, very, very swanky website. It is a very nice website. (laughs) I want one. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Angeline, we can't end the interview without a would you rather question. Oh, no. Do you know, I'd actually forgotten that you'd asked me one of these. (laughs) And it's usually you asking them, so it it's, is. it's quite nice. Um, 
but it's just a random one that I've picked out of a list. <laughs> Nothing to do with maps. Well, it could be. Um, would you rather have to live out the rest of your life in the wilderness or live out the rest of your life in jail? Oh, that's such <laughs> such an incredibly horrible one. I would not both in either choice. I it would be a very very short life. Um, <laughs> oh no! I have like no wilderness skills at all. But I I actually worked in a prison for several years mm. and just no. So I'm going to choose the wilderness, even though I will probably die after about a week. <laughs> What would you die from? Oh, something really, really stupid. Like I'd probably <laughs> cut my finger on like a leaf and <laughs> then it would get horribly infected. Oh, dear. <laughs> we'll send yeah. you out with a first aid kit. <laughs> <laughs> if you can manage like a full hotel for me as well, that would be great. <laughs> I don't think that's the point of the would you rather question, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long you survive. Anyway. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Angeline. And if you need a break from the daily grind, go check out her mappish TikTok videos to see how relaxing it can be to watch someone draw beautiful maps. And check out her selection of world building guides. All the links are in the show notes. I'm going to add a quick shameless plug in here too. The book formatting formula, the non-fiction book I'm writing to help self-published authors produce top quality books, has lots of helpful tips on the best ways to format maps to work well in your book. It can be helpful to know these before you start producing your own maps, um, so I'll give you a quick one now. If you plan on putting your map across a two-page spread, make sure not to put anything important, especially labels, in the centre of your map because it will get swallowed up by the book binding and you won't see it. We'd love to hear from you if you have a favourite bookish map or if you've made your own maps. Tag us or drop us a message on Instagram or Facebook. And remember that if you want to join us for Sprints and Giggles, then make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter. If you want to get all of the additional benefits of supporting the show, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. Don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review.